using my money for mitzvot, So today we'll start with the with the halacha, a general halacha. Then we'll bring it down to Purim, which is the time of the year that we're busy with at the moment. Um, and then we'll see how the underpinning principle of the piece of Gomorrah and Davches uh, helps us uh, apply that halacha. And in so doing, gives us a full understanding of that, of that principle, uh, which, which, the, which, which this whole piece of Gomorrah is based on, which is the principle of Chol davar eno Anything that is obligatory has to come from Chulin. We'll see exactly what that means. We start off with the halacha in Shulchan Aruch in Yerodeh, Simon Reish Memtet Nadez, that everybody's learning Orachaim, learning Mr. Brura, and there's the Dishu program and other wonderful things like that. We've got to remember that there are another three halakim of Shulchan Aruch, that Orachaim is not the only chalik of, of Shulchan Aruch. And uh, Yerodeh deals with Isu Veheta, what's permitted and what's forbidden. And in Simon Reish Memtet, we have the Dinim of Tzedakah, where the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, that Echad Me'asara Midat Be'inonit, that a medium level of generosity when it comes to the mitzvah of Tzedakah is 10%. And the, the Shulchan Aruch explains, the first year that comes from capital, thereafter from profits. Um, by the way, as we go through these halachot, obviously don't apply them l'halacha yourselves, but it gives you an idea of the framework of these, of these halachot. Uh, but, the, but there's complexity in them. Uh, the Vilna Gon says, the origin of this law, the makor of this halacha, is from a tosfus in, in Tainis, on a piece of Tainis that we did in the Matmonim, back in November time. On Daftes in Tainis, we had a shir called the velocity of currency, how the giving of tzedakah actually is it's an economic reality, it's a law, it's a law of economics, of how the, the giving of tzedakah affects the velocity of currency and how that affects wealth creation. Uh, so you can look back at that at that shir if you wish. Uh, but what the um, the Vilna Gon says, the source is a toysfus on that sugya in Tainis. I've quite quoted the whole sugya in the Makoris because it's such the whole toysfus because it's such a beautiful toysfus. It's worth learning through. Um, where Tosfus says the, the source of this mitzvah of aser to aser, give a tenth of your wealth. Uh, so, so this is the to- source where Tosfus says, um, he quotes from a sifri that says that seems to imply only agricultural wealth. What about ribi to frakmatia? What about interest that you've earned? What about business Deals that have yielded profits for Chol Sha'aravachim and all sorts of other profits. Minayim, from where do you get it from? This is the source of my Sofim. When you set aside 10% for charity every month or every year, this is the source. This Tosfus is where it comes from. Talmud Lomad, could have said, put aside your produce. My Kol, why does it say everything? To include all sorts of of profits have to be included in that in that ten percent, which creates the velocity of currency, which allows for for wealth creation. The Rambam goes back even further, and in Hilchas Melachim he says that the origin is Yitzchak who That just as Avram innovated Shachris and Yitzchak innovated Mincha and Yaakov uh, innovated Meiriv um, and was given Kidanoshi, various different halachot have been were added all the way through until until Sinai. Uh, and w- one of the things that Yitzchak in- initiated was Meiser Ksofim, was to give away 10% for the purposes of, of Meiser. The Ramor says on that top piece of Shulchan Aruch in Reish Memtet, the Ramor adds, davar mitzvah. You can't use your Meiser money to do a mitzvah. 
And then we have lots and lots of shaylas. Often there are shaylas. Can I use my maizah money for this? Can I use it for that? Can I pay school fees? Can I do that? Lots of shaylas. This is the psugi that deals with all those questions. And there are more says here, but you, you can't do a mitzvah with it. You can't use maizah money to pay the electricity bill for the shul. That you can't use maizah money for that. So the shul gavoyim have to be careful with that. That money which was given as maizah money can't be used for running the shul. That's membership. So, which means you can't pay your shul membership with maizah money. Shul membership is to run the expenses of the shul. Uh, and, and that has to be paid as like you would belong to a club. That has to be paid. Over and above that, there are things that the shul wants to do and projects and things like that. That's different. But to run the shul, there should be a basic membership fee which doesn't come from maizah money. Right, the purpose of maizah money is to give it to poor people. It says there are more that's based in, in, on, on the maharil. The Maharil is a really important uh, posek, as you know. The Maharil, 15th century, I think it's beginning of 16th century even, no, 15th century. Um, and the Maharil really is considered the foundation of Minag Ashkenaz. He documented the Minag Ashkenaz. Uh, our Minhagim, all the, 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 the first clear documentation of all Minhagim is in the Maharil. It was the Rav in, in Mainz, in Germany. His tombstone is interesting. He's buried in a, in a cemetery in in Worms, next to the Maharami Rutenberg, who died more than 100 years before him. Uh, but they buried, buried side by side. And the Maharil was interesting in many, many ways, but one of the ways was he was also a chazan. And one of the things he was very makpid was the chazanim should only sing traditional tunes. There's got to be a masura for a tune, just as there's a masura, because that's minag. The, the, the tune, the nusach that one uses for davening is, is minag. And that comes from a long, long time ago. Until the Second World War in Mainz, they only used the tunes of the Maharil. Uh, the, the way that he davened, that's how they continued davening. Uh, I know today it's a mishmash and it's like a rock band, the davening, and it's a, but, but the maril was very makpid, that the tunes arouse certain feelings. You can't just take any, any tune and then what feelings is it arousing in a person? It's not only the words that arouse the feelings, it's the nusach, it's the tunes. And therefore the maril said the nusach, the tunes should all be uh, from the tunes that have been handed down through the through the generations, um, and there's some that the Sfarim, many Sfarim are very makpid on that. Those are the tunes from their from their traditions. The Ashkenazim have become uh, all of a sudden. It's the last few decades. It's become a free for all. You pick up a bit from opera. You pick a bit from a rock band. You pick up a bit from this. You put them together. You get up and you daven, and it's a mishmash. It's not. It's got no. It's got no connection. There's no soul connection. To, to, the, uh, to the origin of those tunes and to the meaning of, of the davening. A cousin just thinks this kind of goes well with the words and he puts the words and the tune together. But the tune itself has such neshama. And you've got to be careful that the tune that you're using is a tune that has come down through the generations. It's a tune that is, that is correct and right for that piece of davening. Anyway, that was the Maharil. The Be'er HaGolas is now the Vilnagon's great-grandfather who on the Shukhanoch writes the sources for every... Uh, for every halacha, and he writes here unusually because he doesn't usually write much commentary, but here he does. And here he writes, uh, This is not for my money because you have to do this mitzvah even if you don't have my money. You can't just do, you dub, make, do a double dip in your my money. Take your maizah money, now you've taken maizah, now you're going to use the maizah money to do things you're obligated to do. And you want to free yourself from the obligation to to pay for these things, the shul lights or whatever, using maizamani, ain't a rashai. Aval irotzel, this is an important chidush in the Be'er Hagoyla. Aval irotzel asot po mitzvah she'enu kvar mechuyav. But if you want to do a mitzvah that you're not chayiv to do, rashai, you're permitted. So he differentiates between a chayvah 
and a mitzvah, a very important difference. We use just the word mitzvah loosely. But there's a chov something you're obligated from chov. It's an, an indebtedness. You owe it. And then there's mitzvah, which is you, you can choose to do the mitzvah. And it's a great mitzvah. So if you want to do a mitzvah that, that you're not obligated to do, that, that you can certainly do. You want to give a sefer Torah to the shul. Uh, that you can use maizah money for. That's a mitzvah you do. You're not obligated to, to do that. Leaving aside the chiyuvim to, to write a sefer Torah, but leaving that aside, assuming you've done that already, you want to write a second one, uh, that you can do for, for maizah money. The shach uh, brings from the Maharshal. The Maharshal is the time of the Ramon, and the Mechaber, a very important uh, posek, the Yamshel Shloma. And he writes, bringing in the name of the Maharam Rutenberg, who you know already, he expands this idea of the Be'er HaGoyla much further. Any mitzvah which comes your way, like being a Baal Brit, or to help a Chos and Kali get married, to buy Sforim for yourself, and to make them available to others, not just to buy them for yourself and, and lock them up in your house, but if you're going to make your Sforim available to others, to learn, here's the important condition, says the Maharam Rutenberg. If without using your tzedakah money, you couldn't have done the mitzvah, you couldn't have afforded the mitzvah, then you can use maizah money for that. At kind of a chuvus maram rutenberg for Sprague, etc. Katavula fazer mas rotavla ani libanava ani im gudulim shenuchad vetabarame mutter. And to support your sons who are already over the age where you're obligated to support them, that's also mutter. Your son needs help and he is not managing, he's not coping. You want to help him, that certainly is, this is a big mitzvah. Uh, and, and you can certainly use my money to do that. Seems to be, says the, uh, the, the Shach in the name of the learning from the Maram Rutenberg, that even if you have other sources of income, you may use stocker money for that. Um, if that's something that, obviously, if your son has got a, 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 a yacht in Monaco and he's got a private jet and he wants a bit of extra money to buy a second jet, you can't use my money for that. But if the son is struggling, then you can use maizah money even if you have other money. That's a, that's a valid use of, of maizah money. So you get a bit of an idea of the spectrum and why there's so many shailas. Can you use maizah money for this or for that? What about Purim? We have a din that chayav kol adam liten lefachot shtei matanot lishnei anim. Comes Purim in a few weeks and we've got to give gifts to the poor as it says in Orachayim Simen Tafresh Tzadi Dalet. Um, and the Ramo I've just brought, which gives all the halachas when we give this money, the night before Purim and so on, um, but not relevant to our discussion now. But the Maharil was asked to Shaila. The Maharil was asked, if you used Sdokha money to give to the Aniyim on, on Purim, have you fulfilled the mitzvah? Because maybe if you've used Sdokha money, that's not what the mitzvah is. The mitzvah maybe is to use your own money. Do we say that the Maisa already belongs to the poor people? You've only got the right to decide who to give it to. Um, or do we say, no, the main mitzvah is to make them happy. It's not about who owns the money. It's you've got to, you've got to make the, help the Yaniim be happy. Uh, we talked two days ago about the ability to make somebody else happy. A Baal can be mesameach, his wife. That we can make people happy. We can help, we can facilitate people's happiness. And giving Aniim the, the financial wherewithal for Purim helps them to be happy. Um, and therefore, maybe it's okay. You can use my money for that. That. Answers the the um, the Maharil. Anius dati noted the law nafik b'mouth maaser. My view is that you cannot use maaser money 
for Purim, for giving money to the poor on Purim. Because this is a takona de rabbonin, and therefore it's a davar shebechova. It's something you're obligated to do. It's not just a mitzvah you want to give tzedakah. This is a chayva. This is something you're obligated to do. What rights have you got in your maisa money? Once you've put your 10% aside, you've only got one right. That's to decide who to give it to. And there are some poskim behold that that right to distribute it is not, an, is not anything you own. It's not real economic ownership. So the money is no longer yours. You've just got a stewardship right. Now you put aside your 10%, you have a stewardship right to decide who to give it to, but it's not your money. And even Lamanda Mamon, and even if you say, according to the view, says that's still considered your, your money since you can choose who to give it. Yes, it's got to be to a poor person, but you can choose the poor person According to those, it says, that's still money, therefore maybe I can give that on Purim. I'm giving my money to the poor person on Purim. What's wrong with that? Mikol makom, here he comes to our sugya and says, Havi Anything you're obligated to do has to, do has to be given from unencumbered money. From money that is not set aside for Nadorim, and it's not set aside for Korbonus, and it's not set aside for Hektish, and it's not set aside for Tzedakah. If you're obligated to do something, you've got to use free money, money which is completely yours. You don't have to do anything with it. You have no, no obligations with it. You've got to use that money to fulfill your obligation. Um, uh, and that's the, the Morgan Avrom there in Hilchus Purim Paskins. You've got to use your own and not Maeser money. And also learn from Al-Sugiyazvim. But if you want to give more than the minimum, on Purim, that you can use Maisa money for, but you've got to be Yetzir, the mitzvah of Matanot Lev Yonim with your own money. But you can add money to it, as this, our whole sugya deals with that. Because of the principle of Chol What we see from here is that this idea of, of, um, of, of Maisa money is that, that you have the, the right to, to give it to whoever you want, but not to use it for something that you're obligated to use for. In other words, this Maisa money is you have the, the ownership and the right and the obligation to choose the beneficiary. By giving it to something you're obligated to giving it, you've, you're not using that right. You're not choosing the beneficiary. You're giving it to something you're obligated to do. The whole idea of my money, the pleasure of my money, the greatness of my money, the mitzvah of my money is to make it a destination choice. Who am I going to give this to? This poor person or that poor person? This yeshiva or that yeshiva? This kolel or that kolel? I make those choices and Hashem uh, judges us on the basis of the quality of those choices. How thoughtful were we? How deliberate were we? What value system are we, are we demonstrating with that? The, one, of the, um, uh, one of the city councils was telling me the other day that in Ranana there was, an, I think in the previous budget, a massive fight where money was taken away from the curing of cancer uh, for a fund that was used for, for cancer patients and was given to cat sterilization by the lobby of cat lovers in, in, in Rainana. And what a, what a terrible fight there was, but they lost the fight. They had actually given in there to, to allow other things. But you see how a value system, and the, and the fight was, what's more important to you, a human being who suffers from cancer or a cat who needs to be sterilized? And there's a group of people in Rainana who believe a cat who has to be sterilized comes first. Um, what's the difference in a cat and a human being? Why should a human being come before a cat? That's where secular liberalism is going towards. Uh, there's no difference between people. The next step is they know there's no difference between people and animals. Everybody is the same. Everything's equal. Um, so we, our value system is expressed by where we choose to give out staka. 
How authentic a cause? What are we doing? What's being accomplished with our tzedakah money? Are we building something? Are we establishing Torah? Are we enabling people to grow in Torah mitzvot? Are we doing chasodim? Are we helping people with chesed? What are we doing with our tzedakah money? That's what Hashem weighs up. So to give your tzedakah money to something Hashem has already said you have to do this. That's not expressing a value. There you're just doing, you're doing what you have to do. The value is when you make a choice. And with your tzedakah money, the choice is to who to give it, and therefore we can't, cannot give it to a davar shebechovai. If there's already an obligation, we can't give out tzedakah money there. Elam in those things that are obligatory, we must pay, with, for, we must pay, pay for with our own money, and with not, not that with the uh, funds that belong to tzedakah.